Welcome back to the Low Bottom High Rise podcast with me, your host, Moira Kasaba. And women entrepreneurs, listen up. Even if you're not in the space yet, but you want to be in the space, if you want to have a little more control of your money, of your wealth, of your worth, then tune in and don't miss a minute of today's episode with Miss Dawn Dalby. She is a freaking powerhouse. Like when when you picture powerhouse women, you should picture Dawn because that is what she is. But she's also the coolest, most down to earth, awesome woman. One of the most awesome women that I've met in a long time. And her focus, guys, is on creating. She wrote a book called Live Wealthy. Get this. Live Wealthy, W-E-L-L, well, wealthy. Own your worth, grow your wealth. Everything begins with your mindset. So we are going to dig into it all, whether you have $100 to invest, whether you have $100,000 to invest, or whether you have $100 million to invest. She does it all and she knows it all and you're going to learn a lot. So take out a pen, take out a piece of paper and get ready to take some notes and let's dig in. Well, Dawn, I am so excited to have you on the show. I mean, we had a very dear mutual friend introduce us. And as soon as we we were introduced, I was like, oh, she's my people. You know, and, I felt the same way about you. Uh, I'm like, oh, where have you been? Where right, have you been? Where right? have you been yes. my whole life? Absolutely. Yes. And I love what you said right before we went live when we were talking about topics. You said, well, I can talk about anything and everything about money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love that because yes. women, we're not talking about money enough. Yes. You know, we don't dig into it enough. There's so much fear around it. And I know we could dive deep with you because, well, let me, let's do this first. And then I'm going to ask you the question. Will you give me kind of what you're doing currently in the world, your background, how you came to be what you're doing in the world? I would love kind of, I just love to know people's stories. Absolutely. And why we're at where we are today, right? Yes. So um, I have been a wealth advisor for the last 23 years. So I've been sitting one-on-one with clients, helping them build their financial plans, managing their assets, minimizing their taxes, like Mm -hmm. anything and everything related to money in terms of the technical advice. Yeah. And, and I've spent so much time. In fact, I've been in 10,000 different client meetings. That's a lot. So you start to recognize behaviors. You recognize how, you know, not just how money like physically works, Mm -hmm. but the, like how people react to their money. And I was like, gosh, we're, we're missing the boat on the advice we give to clients, because I would help clients, you know, build their portfolios Mm -hmm. from almost zero to seven figures. And then I'm like, why aren't you, you know, why are these people still having this fear-based relationship Mm. with money? Like it's never enough. Like they would still go to Trader Joe's to buy their two buck Chuck wine. (laughs) And I'm like, you're you're paying more for Advil yeah, than you are the yeah. next day for your headache than you are like just upgrading your wine. Like, why are you not embracing the yes. money that you've built? And so I started to figure, huh, mm. I need to deliver um, financial advice differently because people need this help. Because I'm telling mm. you, so good at any wealth level. I don't care if you are like have nothing or you have a billion dollars. Yeah, we all still have this negative relationship where it's not enough. 
Yes. Yes. So yes. I'm helping I people can figure that out. Totally relate. Mm-hmm. And you're speaking my language. And so that's the direction I was thinking about taking this in because like you just said, this incredible background that you have, we could dive deep into financial planning and strategic management of, you know, all of that. But what I really want to come at first, because I think you have to, you have to have a conversation around, it's really the mindset around money, your relationship with money, you know, the, the fears and the, the, or the stories that we grew up with and how they're playing a, a part in our money story today. So where in the world do we begin? Right. Because there's, there's kind of two things happening here. I think, especially for women in business, because that's kind of my circle of influence, there are women that are scared to even go, you know, have a financial meeting. Like they're terrified to set up that call or that meeting where they're going to walk in and talk to some scary guy that's going to talk to them about their finances. But also they're not doing the work either mm-hmm. around the inside stuff with money. Or the outside stuff with money too. Right, like, right. Yeah. So first of all, I think us women, you know, we're comp- we compare. We're creatures mm-hmm. of comparison and... I, I think it's really hard that every single client that I've been in a meeting with, they all think they have less than my other clients. Mm. And so I think women are fearful about going in to have a meeting with an advisor because they don't think they have enough. They right. don't think they need an advisor or they're really afraid to get under the hood and that emotional baggage yeah. that we all carry. Like I'm, I got to confess, like I'm in my fifth decade of living. No, you're not. No, you're not. When you said something about 23 years, I'm like, did you start college when you were five? No, it's called (laughs) Botox filler. Come on. I have money to do all of the above. Yes, yes. I (laughs) love it. Yes. And I take care of myself internally and externally, of course. Um, And that's the same way you build wealth, by the way, internal Mm. and external with the way you build health, wealth, everything in life. Yes. But, you know, what I found is that us women, we always think we're less than, and we have, we carry all this emotional baggage. Like Mm. I'm 50 and I should be farther ahead than I am today. And so we just kind of like push it on the background. Like I'll get to it tomorrow. And then, you know, who wants to spend time, you know, grabbing all your documents and getting them all organized. I mean, if I could literally turn this camera around right now, (laughs) you would see the hot mess that I am. Oh, same. I got <laughs> all over the place. My husband's like, would you clean up your stuff? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but I'm on to the next thing already. You know, I don't want to yeah. clean up that, but us women, you know, especially successful entrepreneurial executive women leaders, we, and that are managing families and businesses, mm-hmm. you know, it's really hard to take the time yes. to take a half a day and look for all your statements and, and get all the things together mm-hmm. to help you get onto the right track. But I'm here to right. tell you this is that I always, you know, I, I love to compare, well, you're a healthy woman too, of what I've read mm. and saw about you, yes. but like, you know how health, so I'm comparing health and wealth. Yes. So health for you and I, I mean, it's, it's a constant, right? We have to constantly deliver and go to the gym and eat healthy. It's mm-hmm. a day to day constant battle. If you want to be healthy Yes. and wealth is different. So I always tell people, I know it sucks. I know it sucks to go get your statements together and all that kind of stuff, but it's a one time deal where if you put in the work today, you don't have to go to the gym every day. You put in the work now and you build your plan. And then through compounding and growth, your money starts working for you versus Mm. you working for it. 
Yes. And it's yes. so important. So like, uh, it's just- And like, that one time, the one if time. you find the right person, yes, that's a game changer too, right? Yes. Because my husband and I work with um, our person and- you know, I didn't expect when I was dreading this meeting and like, you know, he's looking through everything and we're talking yeah. about the whole kit and caboodle. And I was like, oh, good God, how long is this going to take? And it was a life plan. It wasn't what's best on paper. It's tell me what's important to you. Tell me what what you value in life. And I was like, this is kind of cool because it's like life coaching, you know, and it, it was it was this beautiful thing that I don't even think people realize exists because it doesn't exist everywhere, you know, but there are people, financial planners, wealth management companies that you can go to that look at the whole thing and yes. not just the numbers, right? And I, absolutely. And, and, and I'm sure way, that's what you're doing. Well, yes. And I'm so happy that you have somebody mm. that does that because it's so, you know, it's so important. Most advisors that are doing comprehensive advising, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there, there's people that do comprehensive and there's people that just start investing your money, right? But even wealth advisors that are doing comprehensive planning. Most of the time, they're just looking at what do you want to achieve with your, for your financial mm -hmm. goals. And if you really take a step back, it's like, you know what? We all kind of have similar goals. Yeah. We all want to protect. We all want money for emergencies. We want to protect our families. We want to be able to be financially independent and retire someday. You know, we want to make sure that our investments are performing. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to maybe give to charity or buy a new car or give our kids a opportunity to go to college. Like we all have similar goals. Yes. Yes. But the difference is, is when, when it sounds like you have this experience too, where you're wrapping the total well-being of a human being. Yes. Yes. And their values, their mission, their right. purpose, their, yes. you know, uh, everything. When yeah. you wrap all of that around to aligning that to how you're building your wealth. Yeah. That's when you can, you can finally arrive at, right. uh, at what's enough. Right. And just like you said, the person, you know, that has built millions of dollars of wealth, and then they're still going to Trader Joe's for their two buck chuck. I love that you said that. Right. You know, we had a similar experience with our um, our guy, I'm just going to say our guy. Mm -hmm. And it was an investment, a crazy amount of money for a doc. And on paper, it looked not smart, right? And it's like, we can't spend this much money on a doc. And it was so interesting because we went to him and I'm like, he's going to say no way. And he was like, this is what you told me was most important to you. This is what you want for your children. And I was like, he's like a therapist too, it you is. know? And so he was able to advise us from a value standpoint, not from what was best. He was able to explain, you know, this means this X, Y, and Z on paper for your future. But he encouraged us to take that leap of faith and, yeah. and purchase that because it mattered to us. And it's like, you know, it's that tricky balance between kind of saving it all and investing it all and living, not living in the process to Absolutely. what one day, hopefully live 30, 40 years from now, who knows if we're going to even be here, but there is a balance, right? There is a balance. There's an alignment. Like I always say, I get so frustrated, frustrated when people just save their money yeah. for tomorrow and they're not living for today because yes. you can do both. You literally can still live for today and spend guilt-free mm -hmm. and save for tomorrow if you properly plan with your values. But it, what's the, the key secret is really like, it's really about how do you minimize your tax bill? Yeah. Because when you really look at your biggest expenses in life, taxes being one of them, like how do you 
Like, how do you learn all of the tools necessary mm-hmm. to minimize your taxes that frees up your money so mm-hmm. you can live for today? I mean, I've, I've done right. so many financial plans where I've literally had people be in a position where they don't have to give up to their today. Their, what, whether their monthly net income was $10,000 a month or 15000 or even, it doesn't matter, right? Whatever the number was, I could get them and start saving into the retirement plan. And, and when they start saving, the tax dollars they're saving actually mm-hmm. makes up for any, you know, I- any income that they would have today. Right. So it's like, right. if you right. plan, if you, right. if you mirror the technical advice and the psychology, like the behavioral mm. advice together, like that's when life gets magical and you need yeah. both. And I'm so happy to hear that mm. you've had that experience too. Yeah. Yeah, we have. It's been, it's been really great. Um, tell me this, because this is probably a question I bet a lot of my audience is wondering, Okay, and it's probably different, you know, at different stages on the path, but at what point you know, income-wise or wealth-wise, do you seek the outside advice of a financial planner or wealth advisor? Great question. So in so I, I'm the CEO of my investment firm. Mm-hmm. And in how it works right now is that you had to have, the income didn't matter. You had to have at least a million dollars of investable assets to come into our firm because we're CFPs. We right. have, you know, we do our clients' taxes. We do everything. Everything, um, yeah. However, however, over the last four years, I was, I, I kept saying to myself, like, why am I giving advice to millionaires when the people that really need the help right. are the non-millionaires? Yes, yes, okay? yes. So, so I was like, why am I saying- The people here? that are struggling to get to the millionaires. Right, point. and they yeah. have, I'm telling you, it, if they just learn a few things, mm-hmm. that they can become millionaires too. It's like nobody's special that's a millionaire. It's yeah. just that they did the right thing and they had their money work hard for them. Yes. So, so what I've done over the last four years is I've opened up a digital platform where people can get the fiduciary advice. So that means mm-hmm. like you're working with someone that's not going to sell you a product and make a commission right, off of you. Right, fiduciary, right. Fiduciary, CFP, CFAs, you, you know, you get the highest credential team available to you to give you the, the advice that you need to grow your portfolio. And I've done it in a way that's, um, can open the doors up for those non-millionaires. And I, that yeah. was like my biggest passion in life. Oh, because I'm like, I why love am I that. I'm helping the millionaire become the three millionaire and the three right. millionaire become the ten. Like it's, yeah. I kind of lost my, like, I, I mean, I love the people. Don't get me wrong. Right. But love- your heart for it the, because you're, you're helping the elite become more elite. And it, it's Correct. like when in any service position, when we want to serve other people, it's just by nature that we really, we want to serve the ones that are struggling, you know, and that yes. is just such life-giving work. Well, it is. And I think part of the the reason too is, you know, I have two teenage daughters, um, Mm -hmm. 17 and 19, and I start looking at, Ooh, they need to own their worth and they need to build their wealth and they need to like, like, you know, stand up for what they believe in and they need to go after Mm -hmm. life. And I need to teach them that. And I'm like, they don't have access to me. They're going to have access to somebody sitting at a bank right. that wants to make a commission off of them. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You know? <laughs> so I think it was kind of me, yeah. observe, you know, like listening to my clients too, and listening to what they wanted. They wanted their kids to get help from mm-hmm. us. And I'm like, well, I want my own kids. You right. know? So I think that's probably part of the catalyst that started it. Yes. Um, but it is, it's true. I'm like, why am I helping people that already have money? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I love those people, but I also want right. more. 
You right. Know, I well, it's like more. me back in the day when I was more involved with just health and, and nutrition, fitness and nutrition. The, it's the same thing as me helping the fit people. You know, it's like, it's fun and I don't love you any less, but I really want to help the people that are struggling that don't have the answers yet. Just like right. you're saying, they just yeah. need to learn some simple things that can change everything. So yeah. you touched on something that, and I want to talk about your book that's launching because okay. that's a big deal. Yes. Um, so I would love for you to kind of go into how that's laid out and what's in there. But you said something that I know is probably a piece of the book, your worth, mm-hmm. knowing your worth. And I think that can be a vague topic for people where, you know, we hear it kind of thrown around all the time, but what does that mean to you? And And is there a you know, process that you bring people through. Cause I'm a real process girl. Like, okay, I want to find my worth now. Tell me what to do yes. <laughs> because it's too esoteric to just try to find your worth out there. So it how is. do you go about that? Well, it, first of all, why building wealth and worth is so important to me. And that is what the book is about, but it's because I watched my mother die pretty much in front of my eyes because of mm. a lack of worth. She was an alcoholic who mm. numbed her pain through her drinking and it's because she didn't love herself enough. And you know, you, you, as a child watching a mother go through that, you start Mm. taking on, like, I've never been an alcoholic, but you start to take on some of those insecurities and anxieties. And, and it's like, Oh, so I was seeing, Mm. I had my own worth issue. I realized clients do did too. And I'm like, I, we need to figure this out because worth and wealth together is freaking amazing. So the process Yes. Yes. Give me the process. The process. So the book is called live wealthy. Spell that for me. (laughs) Yeah. Can you see it's W E L L T H Y. So because it's the intersection of worth and wealth combined. So what I have people do, I have people go through a process to build their worth. Um, Mm. it's, um, the process is own it in the book is about own it, own your worth, Mm -hmm. earn your wealth, grow your life. But I believe the biggest thing about owning your worth, like how do you really, like you were saying, how do you own your worth? How do you build that worth? And it's, it's really two things. It's about being able to control. Taking notes. (laughs) It's about being able to control your thinking, Mm. managing your emotions. Cause we can't control our emotions. Like if you're a hot mess, you're a hot mess, but you can manage them. Right. So, but it's controlling your thinking And it's managing your emotions, Mm. which helps you deal with life challenges. We have challenges every single day of our life, but how we react and respond to life helps us build our worth. And I'm telling you, the worth to me equals self-esteem. Yeah. You got it. How do you build your self-esteem is really about going through the shit storms of life and getting on the other side and going, Ooh, I made a good decision. And I got through it. I faced my fears. I faced my insecurity. I faced all of this stuff, but I still freaking did it. When I did it, when you go through the pain and you go through the challenge and the conflicts and the disappointments and all of the stuff that we all deal with, when you go through it the right way and in a productive way, Mm -hmm. you get to that other side and you're like, wow, I was able to think differently and I reacted to life differently. And that is how you build your worth. Oh, I love it, Dawn. I love it so much. So that's a lot of the work that I do is really bringing the attention 
to the good, like giving ourselves credit because we dismiss it so quickly, right? We don't turn around and say, wow, I'm actually proud of myself for how I handled that, how I reacted to that. And so much of my work, you know, stems in the thoughts. Like when we can change our thinking, we can control our emotions and the outcome from there is, is just a wildly different life. And it's so interesting. And now I know why we're like, you know, where have you been my whole life? Yeah, exactly. So I am a recovering alcoholic. And so that plays a part, but also more importantly, the connection here is my mom was not an alcoholic, but I think generationally that a lot of women our age can probably look to their mothers and say that generation was just, hard. you know, there was hard and yes. really such a, an unworthy an, an unworthiness that just kind of cloaked that generation. And my mom kind of from the outside looking in was, was a hard ass, right? She's a German Navy nurse, raised six kids. So she got shit done. Mm -hmm. And so I always questioned in my twenties, especially into my early thirties, like, why do I have such low self-esteem? Like, you know, and I would look at that, you know, parent, you know, relationship. And I think my mom was such a hard ass, a badass. But intrinsically, there was a, I'm not worthy. Absolutely. I mean, that was so, and so I really understood that we don't, as children, necessarily do what we, you know, take the words or whatever our parents are teaching us or preaching to us or how they're raising us. What we end up modeling later in life is how they were, just what they what they had on the inside. Mm -hmm. And I realized that my mother's never thought she's worth a manicure, you know, um, um, makeup or just anything like that. And I thought I took that on, you know, and it's, and it's something that just like you said, there's work to be done to step into that. But I also want to say, and you and I are proof of this. And I talk about proof a lot that you can change that. You can radically change that like 180 degrees. Absolutely. And it's in your complete control because it's just literally, it's exercising your brain, just like you exercise your body every day. You exercise your brain every day and we're no different. Like we're, we're living proof that it can happen, Mm -hmm. but, but we all have this beautiful gift of a brain and we can, we all have the same opportunities to change it. Do you know John Asraf's work? Yes. Love him. Mm -hmm. Yes. So Mm -hmm. this is just bringing that up for me, right? He talks a lot about brain training. And he actually refers to his work as inner size instead of exercise, which I love. And he talks a lot about rewriting that story. And it is, it's just time spent, but not too much time. I mean, we could spend 10 minutes a day. You know, I always say if I've got a 30 minute window and, you know, I'm tight on time, I will choose the brain work every single day of the week over the exercise. The exercise will come the next day, you know, but it's, it's my thinking and how I'm showing up in the world that's going to dictate the current 24 hours. And so I've got to get this straight before I worry about my biceps or my quads, whatever yes, it is. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> because when you get this straight, then you want to go exercise your biceps right. too, right? Yeah. So right. yeah, but it's so important. But I think especially for women, you know, we are emotional creatures and that's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. But it's like realizing that when we, whether we're masking our emotions with alcohol or being a mm-hmm. hard ass, I mean, that was just your mom's defensive mechanism right. for how she yeah. was raised. Right, right, right. right. absolutely. Because, uh, Side note, 
our our beliefs about ourselves and our wealth and our beliefs about our money are formed by the time we're age freaking six years old. Wow. So think about that. So before you could wow. even like flip and tie your shoe, you're already going like I have a I have a belief about money, and we learn that through the actions yeah. of our parents yeah. who learn that from the depression of their parents right. that you know mm-hmm. so. So retraining the brain is so vitally important. Like I say, we can control our thinking. That is one thing that we can control in life. We can't control our emotions, but we can control how we react to the anxiety or depression Mm -hmm. or whatever. We can control that through breathing and through, you know, Mm -hmm. so many different things. But, you know, that's the beauty how like this personal development in your mind relates to money because it's the same Mm -hmm. thing. You guys, growing money, like physically compound, like putting your money to work for you is like <laughs> the easiest yeah. thing ever. Well, and I love that you just went there because that's what I was just thinking. And as you were talking earlier, I kept thinking, I don't think that let's say the woman that's making a hundred thousand dollars a year, you know, there's a lot of them out there. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they understand because we are also in this culture of, you know, hustle, 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 hustle. And I'm not saying anti-hustle because I am kind of against that that wave of thought as well. Like we do have to work hard, right? Yeah. Yeah. But we think that to make it to the next income level, we just have to grind more and put more hours in and work harder. You can put your money to work for you and generate more revenue, more income, more wealth, not working more hours. Right. Absolutely. You can't, you cannot get to a point of my version of wealth, the W E L L mm-hmm. or the version of the other wealth, the W E A L. Um, you can't get to that wealth level without having your money work for you. Like right. putting your money in a diversified portfolio could, you know, gives you a historically eight, 9% every single year. Now, some right. years are negative 20, like we experienced right. last year, some <laughs> are positive 30, but on average, I mean, if that's what you're doing by just saying, here's my money and let right. me sit back and focus on making an income and mm-hmm. then having your income work equally hard for you. It's like, that's how you get to being able to live wealthy. And it's a non-negotiable. Like yeah. I always say, not paying our taxes a is a non-negotiable item, but mm-hmm. so is saving for your future. Like it's right. non-negotiable lady. So the best thing is, is especially if you have time, if you're younger than me, <laughs> you know, you're in your twenties or thirties or forties, like, like money loves time more than money. Yes. Loves anything. Oh my gosh. And you just got to get it working for you. And I Absolutely. don't care how much debt you have. I don't care where you're at mm-hmm. financially. Um, I think one thing that bonds us all together, like, uh, don't let me ask you. I believe that the one thing that bonds us all is admitting our faults, our imperfections, yes, our weaknesses. Yes. It's the hard stuff. It's the vulnerability that bonds us. One thousand percent. Correct. And it's like you know what? I don't care how much debt people have. I want to help you. Like right. so, and and your worth is about showing me your weakness. Like everyone right. else can see it, right? Right. But like show me the stuff that you're not good at, and be okay. That's how you build your worth too. You like step yeah. into your. I I suck at this. Like I'm the most right. impatient right. person on the planet. Yeah. So Same. you know, like yeah, and so like I have to own my weaknesses yeah. too and feel comfortable. And it actually them. is the most freeing thing on oh, the planet right? when you step into yes. what you are terrible at yes. and you own it because that also kind of gives you permission 
to shine the light on the things that are you're crushing, right? That I'm really good at this. And we laugh all the time in our house because it's such a small but but poignant example is that I used to carry a lot of shame around not being in the kitchen and being a terrible cook because I come from a family of these amazing cooks. And every holiday, everyone's, what are you bringing? Oh, I'm making this. I mean, and I would feel embarrassed and and ashamed. I carried shame around it. And I finally stepped into this, like just owning out loud, like I, I hate being in the kitchen. It's God awful. And I will tell my daughter, like, that is like something I will always not want to do and not be good at. And we laugh about it. Like there's such a laughter around it. And I can say, but I will crush hosting Thanksgiving. Like I can host and bring in all the fancy things and set the table and make it this amazing experience, but you're not going to catch me in the kitchen. Oh, you and I, seriously, I I think our mothers are the same, but you said yours wasn't alcoholic. Mine was, but maybe they're twins from a a different marriage or a different um, night out or whatever, but girl, I'm the same thing. So let's take this full circle for the audience. So, so what we're saying is that, you know, you're weak. We all have weaknesses, Mm -hmm. but you surround yourself with people that are opposite. Like I, my husband, I don't know about your, my husband can cook and that's all he's done with her. Like he is the kitchen guy. And, um, Thanksgiving, he cooks. I do the pretty cocktails and decorate the table. I do all that. But, Mm -hmm. but the, the, the story of this is that like, understand your weakness. Like, don't try to like, understand it. Don't try to fix it so much because you're always going to suck at something. <laughs> right, right. Right. Absolutely. So like mine is impatient. So I'm, I, I'm, but I'm aware of it, how it's getting in the way of yeah. my marriage, how it's getting in the way of being a mother, mm-hmm. how it's getting in the way of me being more successful at work. Like mm-hmm. I have to understand that yes. weakness, but I hire around it in my marriage right. or in my personal Absolutely. life. In my per- so I hire people around that. And that's how we become successful because nobody is successful on their own. Right. And, and we can't, we can't do it all. Nobody's good at everything. And I love not. that you just yeah. said, I hire around it yes. because when you can find those weaknesses and I, I hate to even call them weaknesses, they're just not your strengths. Right. And right. so it's, here's the thing I'm bad at. So let me hire that in. And now everything's working amazing. Right. Right, Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it's so important, but I think that's part of, you know, building your wealth and your worth is going, you know what? I, nobody's perfect. And and it's celebrating when you celebrate Mm -hmm. the things you aren't good at. And when I say celebrate, it's like just being comfortable in your own skin. Just own it. Yeah. Yeah. This is how God made me. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm going to hire around it or I'm going to marry around it and I'm going to move on, you know, and make fun of it and laugh and like, yes, right. Like, like like we're all human beings. Yeah. So yeah. And also flipping that switch to being grateful for the people instead of envious. Right. Because that was a huge mental switch for me when I thought, well, thank God they're good at cooking. Otherwise, Thanksgiving and holidays would suck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Instead right. of competing and feeling less than. And mm-hmm. I also remember that when I had toddlers and one of my friends is like the ultimate Pinterest mom. And, you know, there's all this competitiveness, I feel, that yeah. goes on with women, especially when you first start having kids. And I would walk out of the house and or her, her house and I would just feel like, the shame again. Like, oh my gosh, I'm not a good enough mom. I'm not doing that. I'm not making all the crafts and cute things. And then one day I thought, 
Well, thank God for her because my kids get to do all this stuff and I don't have to do it because I don't want to do it. I'm not good at it. And it just shifts. It, it impacts your relationship so much. It does. And in the same relationship you have with money, Yes, you know, it's like when we compare our wealth to others, like when you're in your neighborhood and you're watching your neighbor Mm. drive that new car down the road, or you're like watching them do their home improvement projects. And, you know, we all compare, but like in the book that I wrote about living wealthy, it's when you own your worth and you own all that is you, all aspects of you, your total well-being, mm. that comparison stop like it diminishes and it yes. stops it stops being such a negative comparison where it's just like, oh, I actually love the fact that you have that Mercedes yeah. or whatever you're driving. I don't really want it because I I'm so in lined with yes. me. I don't yes. really care anymore. I don't I mean care. that's so huge. When you find your worth, mm-hmm. you you're not envious anymore. You're actually truly happy for other people's right. successes and the things that you see going on in their life. And I always say, if there is a slight rub where you're like, oh, but I kind of do want that Mercedes, then that's also a gift because it it's is. like, okay, let's work towards that. Let's put yeah. it in the vision. Let's put it in the goals. Now I have something to work towards. Yeah. And absolutely. so when you can reframe your thinking around all of these things, everything changes. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. that new perspective. And, yes. you know, and, and yes, if you want the Mercedes or you want the thing, or you want the travel, you can have it too. Right. We're no different. We yeah. just make different decisions in life. And that's yeah. the decisions come from what, again, our thinking. Yeah. So it's all, life is all about making really good decisions that are in aligned with yourself. And I think mm-hmm. so much, so many times as women, we're like, we don't want to focus on ourselves because we're givers. We want to like, you know, if we're not cooking for our kids, which right. I, my kids, I can't even make the macaroni and cheese. They're like, Ma! <laughs> I can't either. Right. Horrible. But, the, but you know what, but I can take them out to lunch and have a great conversation about yes. life with them. Yes. And I can take them to the nail salon and have laughs mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and, and be the mother figure of teaching them how to live yes. and yes. how to think for themselves. That's the goal, right? Yes. But um, but the point is, is that we just don't take enough time out to really own and understand and be self-aware of ourselves. And when mm-hmm. we do that, though, then we're a really good version of us. Yeah. And then we're yeah. like, like you, I can't wait to like, oh my God, where do you live? Like, I just, I, yeah. I want to go Are you in Utah? And- are I'm in, in no, I'm in um, Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh, okay. I'm out in Scottsdale about once a year. So we're getting you, together. Okay. We happening. are. But yes. you know what I mean? Like we just want to embrace each other. Yes. Embrace yes. the audiences. Like it's like, oh my gosh, yes. there's so much room for it's all of us. The collaborative versus competitive. Yes. Yeah, right? I yes. mean, there's just, I just, that's the, that's the one thing. It's like as someone who has helped people build up wealth for 23 years, the missing link was enjoying the wealth and enjoying, yeah. we're not just chasing another dollar to live a life maybe we don't want and maybe to pay more in tax dollars. Like we don't want yeah. that. Right. So yeah. we, we want to be able to like chase a life that's really aligned with us. Yeah. And when you do that, you're a better version to give mm. to other people. Cause it's not just about us. Right. But when you right. own your work, Amen. then yeah. you absolutely give to other people. And that's the secret of life. It's living yeah. and giving. It's not just about yes. me. I love that living but- and giving. Yeah. So true. Oh, so I just good. love so, human beings though. I just yes. love humans and I love, yes. I and love you see their potential. And- you believe in their potential. Like oh. it is so, I can just feel it coming through the screen. You yes. believe that 
anything is possible for anyone, yes, right? And, and that's absolutely what I believe. There's two things. One, I want to circle back to. Okay. When we said, you know, at what point do you, you know, seek out advice yep. from somebody on the outside? And something you said, it was so interesting. You said you work with people that have a lot of debt. And I think it's this crazy misconception that when I get out of debt and start saving money, then I'm going to go talk to somebody. So what do you have to say about that? Um, I think, you know, I I don't believe in no debt. I have Mm -hmm. debt. I believe in good, good debt. I have a big mortgage. It's only at 2.79%, but I believe in good debt, of course. Um, but I help, I, we help people restructure their debt. Um, and you know, get them on the right path. So it doesn't, you know, there's not a magic number. And if you just wait to, yeah, you should just never wait. You you should never wait. You can't, you can't wait. You can't can't. wait. And you don't, and I've seen everything I have seen. I did a call with a woman a month ago that had $80,000 in debt. I'm like, well, here are our choices. It's either A or B. And we went down the path for 45 Mm -hmm. minutes and we made a decision to do a debt consolidation program, um, which saved her, I think nine hundred her and her husband, $900 a month. And so then it's like, we're, 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 you know, taking that $900 and then we're saving taxes and then we're putting yeah. that money away for them. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's about, it's about getting through the emotion first, mm-hmm. right. Of mm-hmm. where are you at? Like it, it, nothing's a surprise anymore. It, money's hard for people. Right. right? So yeah. it's like, but just like laying it down and going, okay, here's how we fix it. Cause the yeah. fix, the fix is easy. Right. The, right. How you fix and do a financial plan. And, and, you know, it's, it's technical. It's easy for someone who's done it for 23 years, but yeah. it's, it's the harder part is just saying, Hey, I'm ready. Absolutely. To do this. Yeah. Um, but the technical advice, like everybody, you know, everybody should have a diversified portfolio without mm-hmm. paying huge investment fees. You should be, you know, figuring out how to minimize your taxes from a uh, not just a income level, but from an investment level. So many yeah. times people don't even realize like how, when they make a decision over here with their income and when to collect right. their income and when to like how that impacts their future social security and their withdrawals mm-hmm. from their IRAs. It's like the IRS doesn't want you to know. Right. Like tax, right. You know, Absolutely. and so you need to hire a professional that wants you to know, <laughs> right. That wants you to know, because paying someone like me, it's, it usually costs about 1% of the portfolio value yeah. or, you know, and the value you, you, anyone can Google this, go to like a Vanguard or Fidelity and Google this, but you can find out that like an advisor should give you 3% back in value. So hiring right. someone like me, right. It saves we, you money. It right saves off you the money, bat. right? Absolutely. It's like, okay. It's a yeah. no brainer. Yeah. So, it is a no a brainer. It's a beautiful business to be in, but I don't, yeah. but, but to circle back, you know, the time don't, don't wait for your debt to be paid yeah. down because sometimes yeah. you can wrap it up in good debt. Right. Like right. Refinance you're going to get house. there faster. Yeah. You're going to get there so much faster. Well, and we've all seen how our house prices have increased, right? Over Crazy. the last couple of years. Yeah. So it's like there's equity in people's homes that they can yeah. refinance some of their old, you know, their bad debt and turn it into good debt. And there's just so many things you can do except paying that effing interest on your credit card. Yes. Right? Oh my or, gosh. Yes. Right? Yes. Or yes. medical bills. Like you just, yeah. there's negotiation that needs to happen. There's yeah. stuff. We just need to stay, you know, we just need to face it. Yeah. And once you face it and it's just like, oh, yeah. suddenly you feel Yes. Better. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So here's the last thing I want to ask you. And it's okay. kind of just a I mean, a basic general question, but I think it's something people rub up against every day because I rub up against this. So Mm -hmm. I have 
more than enough to do whatever, you know, not whatever I want, but pretty much what, you know, what I wanted, what I want to do. And I feel, and it's interesting because it's like you, when you start to notice and you're aware of the thought, then you can control the emotion. So it's this awareness, but I'm like, huh, how do I get that to not come up anymore? So it's like this almost as a little seed of guilt, you know, like, oh, I shouldn't be purchasing this or I shouldn't be spending this much when I know from a financial standpoint, I can go spend it if I want to spend it. So what do you, how do you help people just kind of in that everyday day to day repattern that for themselves? I would say it's no different than how you repattern you know, your daily exercise with your brain, you just need to add the dollar to it. You know, the money bring in, if you're journaling, if you're meditating, if you're getting ready in the morning and you're doing your affirmations in your mirror, you know, you need to just say, I have enough money Mm. and I do, you know, I have a guilt free relationship with money and I know how much I have. And if I'm going to go buy those Valentino shoes or yeah. the, whatever you're buying, like, I know it's okay. And yeah. I think, I think some of it is the, the talk, um, you know, the, the psychology around it. I yeah. think the other thing is, is like, when you have an advisor and you have a plan, you know, like, right. You, Absolutely. And yeah. that's the biggest thing. I think so many times people don't take the time to know. Like, yeah. because And like, that's where I think a lot for most people, the fear comes up because they don't really know, just like you're saying, yeah. should I be buying these Valentinos or should I be saving this or should, what should right. I be doing with this? And that can get just really cloudy for people. So what I always tell people, again, the non-negotiable paying your taxes and saving for your future. So whether, when I say saving for your future, it's, it's putting a percentage Mm-hmm. you know, 10, 15%, even if it's five, like put yeah. a percentage of your gross income away at the very beginning. I guarantee you, you will never miss it. You won't even right. know. Okay. Yeah. You just so, got to do it first. So yeah. then you have your, what I call the real net income. And then what I do, I hate budgets, but what we do is we have <laughs> buckets yeah. of money that you can spend in. Like there's a, there's a debt bucket there's a spending bucket, there's a household bucket, and that spending is in alignment with your core values mm-hmm. that you said about earlier. Mm-hmm. And there's a charity, like giving bucket too. Yeah. So there's these four buckets. So let's say um, I, I allow people to take 35% of their after tax, after saving income, and put it into their core bucket, their core value bucket, where yeah. they can spend on whatever they want. Yeah. So if it's the Valentino shoes, then great, go do it. But guess yeah. what? You can't do the shoes and the trip in the same right, month. Right, right. You know, right. and so- it's And that's, like, you're right. That's where it feels yeah. really good because you're almost saying, I'm supposed to spend this money. This is what mm-hmm. I've allotted it for. Yes. How am I choosing to spend it? Because I think we are spending so unconsciously, you know? I, I think- yeah especially with the swipe ups and the quick little things on, you know, everywhere, left and right. Every time we turn, it's like we're spending so unconsciously. And I think even if you have it to spend, if it's coming from an unconscious place, it doesn't really feel good, right? There has to be intention. And, you know, this sounds silly, but I can remember like some monthly, weekly bills that I've had to had to, you know, just that are in my, my life. And, and sometimes I was, I started to become aware of the thought that there was a little resentment, right? Like, Oh, 
to pay this person. I have to pay this person. I have to. And all I did was switch the language in my mind. Like I knew it was a trigger, right? Like mm-hmm. the second I had to click the button on a consistent weekly basis or monthly basis, that was a trigger for me. And so now I just say to myself silently, because I get to, because I can, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. it just shifts that. And that thought of, and I can, and I'm all, you're always blessing by giving money, whether you're spending or whether you're paying someone that is always going out to the world. And, and it comes now from this place of, because I can, because Mm -hmm. I get to, Mm -hmm. and I get to bless them, or I get to make this purchase that goes into a company with lots of employees. I do think sometimes we have to take it there in order to feel good about what yeah, we're spending right. on. It's, it's, it's shifting that perspective, but it's also like knowing, you know, only 12 times a year, once a month that you kind of look at that, you know, mm-hmm. your 35% and, and once a month going, did I over, Ooh, if I overspent, then yeah. that means next month, it's a little bit lighter. We're dining in versus, you know, I'm not right. Right. It's just about the awareness piece yes. and it doesn't have to be every day. Like we don't be tracking our pennies. We don't, we're not tracking our, like, don't go to Starbucks. That all, that stuff doesn't right. matter. You know, what matters is that, you know, you're keep on focusing on the things that move the needle the most, which is mm-hmm. increasing your income and mm-hmm. increasing your investments. Like those yes. are the two big movers in our life. And I always say for, for we're an income building machine, right. And, yeah. and we're limitless if you think about it. Yeah. And so I always say like, you're going to make the most amount of money when you're operating in your mm. top five strengths. Like yes. you're, you're going to make the most amount of money and then you spend your money in, in alignment with your, the things that you value. Mm, and so when I you, sp- when you make money with your strengths and you spend money on oh, your values, then life is good. Life becomes more like, Ooh, I stopped when I started like practicing this with my clients and myself, like I stopped worrying so much about yeah. money. Cause even when my income was, I, I mean, five times bigger than what I ever thought it was, I still, it was like, Oh, I'm scared of the credit card. Right. Statement. Right. Like, yeah. But I'm like, I, I gotta do this. I, I gotta change the way I'm thinking about this. Yeah. And yeah. having a plan, right? Mm-hmm. Like having this bucket, these, you know, like a, a very fluid plan yeah. that allows me not to feel guilty. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's a beautiful thing because money's like oxygen and we need it so desperately to like live. Yeah. Um, but we need that. We need to spend more time in a positive relationship with it yes. where it is enough than like feeling like we only have this dollar. Yeah. And I really believe that when we are consumed by fear around money, there is little chance that we will earn more, you know? Yeah. It's like your income growth is going to come from that shift in just like you said, not only your worth, but just your relationship with money. I had this great story talking about worth with one of my best friends who is a super high-end event travel planner. And I was listening to a Mel Robbins podcast. And so this is straight from Mel. And she said, we were, she was talking about money and how much she was getting paid to speak. And she said that somebody once told her that, you know, when, when she would go to the people and say, well, how much, you know, how much are, or they would ask her, how much do you charge? And they would, you know, they would say, oh, we're paying $5,000, whatever for our keynote speakers. She would go, oh, I'm normally double. And they would normally say, well, Okay. <laughs> And, you know, she just always said double, no matter what the figure was. 
Love Mel, right? Yes. 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 And I was talking to one of my my girlfriends and she uh, we had this conversation on the phone. We were kind of just laughing about it. And then she went right into a meeting and they said, well, we were, we were planning on paying you X. And she said, mm, I'm, I'm normally double. And this is a person that is confident and knows her worth, you know? Yep. And yep. they looked at her and said, okay, then I guess that's what we'll pay you. Yeah. Is this just money? It's just money. money. It's, it's energy. Money. Yes. It is yes. Energy. And we all deserve it. And we, we need to get over the fact that, that we feel like we don't. Right. Yeah. And, and we do deserve it and it is money. And you know what? We deserve it. Why, why do we all want more money? Because we want more life. We want more fulfillment. We want, we want to be free and secure at the same time. Like, it's like, of course we want more money. And you know, I always say, go in for that ask. Like you were just talking about, like it's uncomfortable for maybe five minutes versus being uncomfortable for the rest of your rest of the year where you're like, Oh damn it. I didn't get paid what I was worth. Right. Right. No, no. Upgrade your plane seat. Ask for yes. ask for more. And not just do that, but focus on you so you can earn more too. Yes, and your money absolutely. can earn more. Because yeah. that that whole that whole um circle of success is what mm-hmm. allows people to be able to live wealthy. And yes. that's so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, Don. This conversation. I've loved every second of it. I want to hear more about the book though. When is it launching? Where can we find it? I will make sure I link everything in the show notes for everybody, but yes. tell us more about that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that because I'm telling you this, writing a book during COVID, it's oh. a three-year process. So oh the fact gosh. that I have it- The hard copy. Right that- here makes Amazing. me just like, yeah. So three years ago, I mean, that's how long it took, but wow. um, it the publication date is April 11th. So right around the corner. Oh um, my it's, gosh. It's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. It's, uh, it's on my website too. It's, um, and it's a book that's designed to get you on the right path so you can live in wholeness and live. Yeah. It, it's helping you create a new version of wealth, which is mm-hmm. like we talked about today. It's, it's wealth that's enough it's wealth that aligns to your values. Yes. And wealth that never compares. Oh, so, so good. Get your copy because you, when we pay it forward to people, yes. it's really when we when this whole earth becomes magical. Oh, I love it. Well, I'm buying 20 copies and giving Here's, them to everyone. So uh, well, I love you. Oh, I cannot I adore you. This has been amazing. I can't wait amazing. to spend time together. Yes. And truly, I feel like everyone listening needs to look you up and hire you and, and, you know, use your services because like you said, people, you can't wait. You can't wait on this and every day and every week and every month that slips by without having some type of advisor in your life is money lost really. So I want to just encourage everybody to go look you up and, and get plugged into your resources, get the book, everything. Dawn, thank you again for being here. Thank you. Absolutely. That's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Thanks for listening. I want to remind you to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts. That would be super, super helpful to us. And share in your social media. Tag me. I love hearing what you guys have to say, your takeaways, all the things. So make sure you're tagging me in your social media posts when you share the episodes. And we will see you next week.